Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Caroline Conrad. And this week we have a very special treat for you. We're actually doing a current film. And it is 2022. I love how I was about to say 2002. It seems like it's made in 2002, but it's not. 2022's Purple Hearts, directed by Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum. Most known for making... Aquamarine, a movie that I'm perfectly fine with. I've never been able to finish it, but other girls seem to like it. Have you seen it, Caroline? I can't remember. I think I watched it on a plane or maybe a bus. Remember when Megabus used to do like a dollar or five dollars to New York? Like there was a few times I went on that and I think Aquamarine was playing on that one. So my memory is loose at best, but my friend Mo really likes it. So... That's a ringing endorsement in my mind. They have pretty good taste. Um, I mean, like, it's interesting because I talk a lot about on this podcast about how I wish female directors had more opportunities and, like, how a lot of the time women are better at making rom-coms than men and all of these kinds of things. And unfortunately, in this situation, I have to say that I am not on the director's side, and that's not just because of her weird defense of this movie, which is called Purple Hearts, by the way. Did you? I don't know if you saw Caroline, but she defended this movie basically as a reaching across the aisle kind of movie. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, no, I well, didn't read she, any press about this. Um, yeah. I, I mean, don't know that I had heard of it before you brought it up. I haven't been scrolling netflix very much recently because i was you know watching love island so I've i mean blue girl for a minute but i mean i only watch netflix movies when i'm doing this podcast it feels like like every oh, once well. in a while there's one that i love like the power of the dog or the irishman or shirkers directed by sandy tan you oh should my definitely God, I check love that out shirkers absolutely watch shirkers directed by sandy tan it is one of the most original and like Just riveting movies I've seen in a very long time. Couldn't recommend enough. An incredible film. An incredible film. But Purple Hearts is not. It's not. Sorry. So Purple Hearts, what we have here is an opposites attract story that's essentially a reaching across the aisle story. So we have Cassie, played by Sophia Carson, most known for being in the Disney Descendants movies, the Descendants trilogy. My sisters fucking love them. I've never watched them. Eventually, I'm sure they'll make me watch them and I'll have some kind of context for this young lady. It's kind of funny that that's the name of the trilogy because it's also just like I thought you were saying she's just like a a descendant of the Disney industrial complex, which is also true, sort of. No, the Descendants is a trilogy of movies that's about the kids of Disney villains and, like, their adventures Wait, with each what? other. Wait, what? I've literally never heard of this. I just realized I was thinking of the ones that Divergent... No, no. No, okay. No, I mean, on the Disney Channel. This, I love this. <laughs> um, like, I, When did these we movies have, come like, out? Caroline and I, I feel, have, like, a very different, like, entry point for films in the sense that I know about all of the trash... And you mostly just know about and pursue the good stuff. Now, to I mean, explain. I also <laughs> love, I mean, you know, I love lots of things that some people would consider trash. I would never use this word to describe the franchise I'm about to mention. But, like, I get a lot of hate for being a very ardent Fast and Furious fan. Well, right. But that's, like, that's popular. That's popular trash. I'm talking about this is the kind of shit that Disney kids love. Like, when I say my little sisters who are 15, 13, and 9, when I, when I mention them, I'm talking about something for kids because they are kids. Right. I so- guess I don't have any <laughs> youths in my life. So my like Disney, if like someone says Disney Channel to me, I mean, I still call it Disney Channel. That's where I'm at. Well, there's a difference between the Disney movies that play on big screen and the Disney Channel movies. They're called DCOMs, Disney Channel original movies. You know, the the classic ones are like 
Smart House. Obviously, Zenon. I know about Cadet Kelly. I can tell that you is all one. day about Life Size. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, Life Size was like ABC Disney kind of. That's that's kind of like a hybrid okay, one. Okay, but um, like, if what's the one Luck of the Irish? Yes, that is a decom. So that's where the breadth of my knowledge. If someone says Disney, I'm going either there or to like animated films. Like, I don't have the, I don't know what year that means. My knowledge of like. Disney films ends, but it is true. My knowledge of film history is like very strong in the 1930s through like 50s and then like decent through the 80s and then pretty poor slash I'm catching up. I'm like doing a lot of catching up this year on the 90s. Well, this is... 2000s and Well, the Descendants movies, the first one was from 2015. So there's just no reason why you would know about it. I only know about it because I'm surrounded by kids. Anyway, those movies apparently have... You know, a collection of young people who I hear about a lot, but I don't know who they are. Dove Cameron is another I've heard one. That name. Um, Boo Boo Stewart, who I he's I saw him in the I saw him in Twilight. That was like the only place. So anyway, Sophia Carson, Disney Girl. This is her like I guess adult breakout role because this is the first thing that I see here that's not necessarily for kids, although there was um apparently no that has kj app in it that that that, that, that just seems i don't know this oh my god she very, was, oh, sorry go ahead oh my god and she was actually in the adventures and babysitting remake that just shouldn't exist yeah so this is one of the newer disney kids and then we have nicholas gallatson who plays luke and he's most known for being in the amazon cinderella movie with a. Uh, that girl that people seem to like or hate, I can't tell, Camila Cabello. And I just don't understand how he could be... I'll, I'll get to it, but it, this is such weird. I don't get how he was a prince. I don't get how he's the lead in this. And we it's, also... He's no Alexander Skarsgård, I'll say that. And we also have Chosen Jacobs, who is most known for being in the It movies, and I think he's been in a lot of kids' shows, probably some Disney shows. He did his best. I'm a 30-year-old woman. Um, he <laughs> so didn't have a lot to work with. I'm but, really you know. trying. I feel like I know more about this than I should. But this is an important background. So we've got a woman known for making kids' movies. Uh, she also made the Ramona Quimby movie with Selena Gomez that I don't think anybody saw. I think it was Selena Gomez and Joey King. What Joey <laughs> King is like very prolific. I'm coming to learn. She's I been working for a her, long time. I first saw her in. Um, I always forget the name of the show. The act is that the name of it? The one about Gypsy Rose. Yes, that's yeah. She does. Um, she okay, plays. Great in that she plays I, Ramona Quimby and Selena plays Beezus, which is such weird casting. Anyway, I, yeah, I can't see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just it doesn't. I'm confused, but. Yeah, so this Moving is, on. We have some other actors here. I just have no idea who these people are. I wish them I wish them the best. Like, usually I can be like, I saw this person in this. I saw that person in that. In this situation, the two people that I named are really the only ones that I know, so we're going to move on. So Yeah, I don't remember any, like, character actors popping up. No, it doesn't have that. They this didn't have is, the budget, I guess. This whole thing thing looks like a commercial. You can get character actors without a good budget. You just have to have a good So I I almost want to I wanna I almost wanna read the exact quote, but I'm not sure. But essentially You should just read it because now I want to know it. The the director, Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum, explained that purple hearts is when you put the blue with the red, you get one side Shut and the, the other side, up. and you put them together, and that's how you get purple. So Stop. it's the, so this is Stop. a reaching across the aisle movie Stop. because Sophia Carson Stop. is essentially every everybody keeps on calling her a lib in this movie, but I actually think that this character is like a socialist who is like on her last legs because whenever she goes on a rant, I'm just like, it just seems like. She it's might true. not be a socialist yet, but she's like on the road. That's she reminds me of like young me sometimes yes. when she's talking. Yes. No one has probably ever said the word socialist to her, except in the context of like a history teacher being like, socialism doesn't work. And she's, but she's getting there. Like her politics are there. She's definitely Medicare or whatever, healthcare for everybody. 
she's she's a socialist at heart, but she's still like rocking a futurist female shirt. So she's like, you know, visibly presenting as a lib. Well, that 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 shirt is so crazy because and it like, becomes a talking she, point in the movie, which is the only reason I bring it up. Again. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's so crazy because she walks up. She walks up to the door and this guy who she's going to marry later, she, he's he looks at the shirt and he's just Spoiler. like, what happens to all the men in the future? And she like doesn't answer the question because it's an insane question. But yeah, there's a scene where he looks, she walks over to him. She's at the door. She, he looks right at the shirt and like is offended by the shirt. The <laughs> this is what that, we're yeah, dealing the thing with. That's funny about this movie is like, it's, it's not like he says that and it's supposed to make him look dumb. Like he says that and it's supposed to be like, Oh, like maybe at the point, like, what? Well, I mean, that's the I mean, thing. Maybe like, it's this is just... look dumb, but it's hard to say. No, I mean, it's a re- like I said, it's a reach across the aisle movie. Right. This is a movie that believes that both of their perspectives are valid, and his perspective we have not explained yet. His perspective <laughs> is that he is essentially a republican because every moment he's yeah. like he's talking about how she's like woke the, the name woke is or maybe woke scold i can't remember is used. some variation call, social justice warrior she calls him a lib she talks about him being a she talks about he talks about her being a feminist and in a court, derogatory manner well yeah but <laughs> you what okay <laughs> can we, i feel like caroline i kind of want to know like what this looks like to you because i'm just like yeah of course this movie feels this way you seem like per, you seem like personally bothered that the movie has this perspective well it's just confusing to me because like she espouses so many good points that you would think someone who wrote that character would have like more perspective on like sometimes two points are valid and sometimes one point is less valid than the other and like in the movie frustrated me because like at times I was actually like into it you know what I mean like the premise is fairly interesting like the idea of like a young woman like trying to do a crime like do a little bit of a fraud to get some health insurance because it's like really the real crime is that like insulin costs fucking hundreds of dollars out of pocket and like the the idea that like she's doing this like because she needs to like she's not like you know uh, uh, yeah I mean I like, don't know it's just that it it could be really interesting and so I but I, you're it's but you're giving it to me I gave it too much credit but you're giving it too much credit you right. see we're coming from you have to understand the perspective of this director I think like, that that's really the issue is that I didn't do enough background research no you like, don't need no I don't think that you need background research I just think that you need to be able to like see directly like where the I mean it's ridiculous it's a ridiculous story it's a it's a story about a girl who marries a marine so that she can afford her insulin and he marries her so that he can have more money from the military to pay off drug dealers. Like it's ridiculous. But the thing about it is, is that you have to think about the Hollywood lib mind. We can't, we can't judge this like in terms of like what we so understand. True. So, so when true. you're watching this, this movie is not for us. It's for somebody's mom Somebody. to watch with her tween daughter in the middle of the week in like Idaho or something. Like that's Might what get this a little is racy for. at times. No, it's really girl. it's not. Like it's No, I know. It's it's true. And like it is what it's doing. It's very much presenting both sides of the case and telling giving it to us to be like, shouldn't we choose compassion? And their the well, concept of compassion means in this case like understanding people who don't have compassion for like people in general. Well, I mean the thing is, is that this movie represents how most people think. That's fair. Yeah, so I mean... That's it's also just, a good point. Yeah, I mean, I it's weird. I'm not, like, arguing in favor of the movie, but I do think that we need to meet the movie where it's at. We can't meet it where it needs to be, where you want it to be. This is literally... 
if you watch any kind of like Christian romance or romance I, for children, yeah. this this has a lot of Christian vibes to it. You understand that it's coming from a place of taking two opposites and putting them together to make something beautiful. That's kind of what a Hallmark movie does. You mm. know, it's like when Lifetime does a romance, like that's what it's supposed to be. So it's not about who's right on which side it's about these two people being able to reach across the aisle and find common ground you know because plenty of this is what the average american thinks is possible and, and good honestly like this conversation is reminding me a lot of conversations i've had with my family about like politics and genre i mean approaching political conversations and just like they're like you have to yeah, like, meet people where they are. And, like, I grew up in a very liberal family. So, like, my idea of meeting someone halfway is still way left of center. But, uh, yeah, that's true. It's not very, like, that's not where most people are at. And, like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're coming from that perspective, the issue with the movie isn't necessarily a political one. And I think that that's why the director was very confused by the controversy in the first place because what she's she's kind of like coming up against Twitter whereas like us on Twitter Mm. we're very activated we're constantly talking I felt like her response was more of a response to Twitter than anything else because Mm. I don't really think that the average Netflix watcher cares about this Right. From a political and perspective, and as you're saying this, I'm like, yes, this is this makes a lot of sense, and like, it's totally true. Like, she, this movie was made with the intention. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about what, how do we make a script that's like a movie that the average Netflix viewer will like not find offensive, will not feel like is condemning them. Yeah, well, it's, it's something that you can just turn on, like, like a kissing booth. Like, there are three right. kissing booth movies, and one of them is over two hours. So. You also hit on something interesting, like, with, talking about, like, the Christian themes. Like, I have not seen or read any Christian romances, at least intentionally. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, think- I read Twilight <laughs> when it came out. That's Mormon, though. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's the other thing. Like, it's it's interesting because, you know, we just started doing this together. And I did this show, like, for five years with Bronwyn. And Bronwyn comes from a very Christian upbringing. I come mm. from a very Christian upbringing. So we were able to understand kind of, like, where this stuff was coming from. And you're coming from, like, a completely different arena where you've never even really had to entertain this stuff. But I've watched, um, sorry, I just jostled the mic. I have watched a million movies like this. So politically, nothing about it described to me at all. My issue with the movie actually is more so just from a racial perspective. The Mm. way, like, so, so it's the conflict that these these two people are politically opposed, but they're in this fake marriage. And they're hiding it from people. But the majority of the plot, aside from them arguing with each other, well, there are like three major things to the plot. They're arguing with each other. She's performing music. And then there are these interactions with the other Marines and their wives that we're with, which is funny. I used to watch Lifetime's Army Wives so much, which is actually where Sterling K. Brown was oh they Whoa, were just like that's oh that's where he came up they were just like oh where where did he come from he came out and he was on wow. army wives the entire time he was the only army husband wow. on army wives wow wow he yeah, was also I this he was also a therapist he plays he plays a I therapist so for cute. military yeah. people of course he did honestly now i'm like do i want to watch army wives maybe it's just to very see that. it's very easy to watch <laughs> but yeah and so like right and that's the other thing is like i do not come from a military family. Like my one grandpa was draft. One of my grandpas was drafted into World War Two. Nope, not World War Two. The Korean War. But like other than that, no one in my family has been in the military. So like, I, I mean, don't- nobody in my family has been in the military either. But I did grow up next to a base. Yeah. So like-, like, I just didn't grow up really around much of that culture, and it's like sort of a new thing to me that I'm learning about through life. Yeah, and I mean, in terms of... The thing about it is is that in terms of this film's depiction of Marines, it's pretty accurate based on the Marines that I've met and that I've hung out with. So essentially, the big scene that kind of caused the controversy is that um, the young couple gets married, 
and they are having they're having like a lunch or dinner or some kind of gathering with the with everybody else and Perhaps the lovers we're just brunch. gonna we're just gonna call them cassie and luke because who knows who any of these actors are i mean i gave you your credits but you already forgot them okay so they're having this so they're having this like lunch or whatever and then one character whose name is armando who is clearly like a black latino gentleman says that he is he's excited about killing arabs now it's like a toast like he like stands at the heads of the table and sort of like cheers this yeah and i would say that like that is actually the one part that i don't really think is accurate about marines i'm not marines do feel this way a lot of them do but they usually don't say it like that they usually or they wait until they're already out there to say it right, but to or say like it in, in front some of kind of private quarter but to say it in front of all of the civilians is crazy it, it's crazy i mean i was <laughs> i gasped and stood up i think because i was just like that's he did not just say that that movie just they didn't just say that that's crazy that's a crazy choice and like also like in a movie that is very chaste in a lot of ways where it will like edge up to like sex scenes or like you, like we're saying like political conflict but it kind of backs down like this is I would say the most like out there they go at any point and it just kind of comes out of nowhere like it doesn't but it does I don't know if that's just me well, no, I mean, I don't think, I think that it's supposed to be, like, I mean, kind of like. Jarring, I would say. I, I feel like it's supposed to be, script-wise, on par with her talking about her mom and, and Luke finding out, your oh, mom God. came here illegally? 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 Oh, my God. I had well, forgotten about that moment, which was a, another, like, early just, and that was well, an this argument was like, they had before they were involved. Well, right? I mean, this is kind of like uh, where the kind of like the racial context really highlights the political context because she is a Latino woman. She's like a young Latino woman. And, you know, she, her mom, you know, worked really hard and she has to work really hard, you know. And, and so, and here comes this white guy who his whole thing is that he used to do drugs and now he doesn't. Now he's a Marine. And Isn't that means... family rich as shit? I mean, they, they just seem fine. They seem, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just seem like a regular military family in terms of wages and stuff like that. Their vibe was just very like, I'm better than you, which I guess can come from many things, not just wealth. It's just military. They just okay. act like military people. I get, again, I don't have a lot of experience with military people. <laughs> I don't know about these. They're just some white people, whatever. They just acted like some See, white people. Is, I grew up around, I grew up in Washington, or excuse me, I grew up in Virginia right outside Washington, D.C. So the white people that I grew up around tried to, it like the ones who have felt that way for the most part, like would not show it publicly. Like everybody's very diplomatic and like, People don't say things in front of, like, what's the word? Comp you know, in front of mixed company, which would mean, like, me because I went to public school. So, like, yeah, I just, I grew up in very a very sheltered way in the sense that, like, I didn't interact with people like that very often who would just be like, you know, we got to get out there and defend our country. Like, if or it was always very like, well, you know, we have to support the troops, but like, we really shouldn't be there. But like the people who were like, we should like, yeah, I didn't really grow up around anyone who should be like defiantly, like we should be there except for my neighbor, the war criminal. I mean, welcome to the heartland. <laughs> I, I just didn't expect us to be because <laughs> I just watched this movie and I was just like, these are just some white people. I but, had like no assessment at all. I was just like, yeah. They I just mean, seem I guess like it just speaks to my naivete as a white person that I'm like, you know, <laughs> giving people benefit of the doubt that shouldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, like the, the wild thing about this movie to me, honestly, is that There's she so many, is that all. she falls in love with him. Yeah, I understand part. the marriage. I understand that. I don't understand why she falls in love with him. It reminds me of watching Made in Manhattan. 
which also has a Latino woman ending up with a Republican man for some reason. But at least in that movie, he's like into her, into the fact that she's a hardworking woman. Whereas in this guy just seems to be, seems to like resent her for wanting to have any identity for herself. I mean, he's okay with her music. Like he gets excited about her music career sometimes, but he's for the most part just obsessed with himself. But I do appreciate that when her music does go up, because like, as I mentioned, like the, the A Star is Born comparison is very much is very much there the the Bradley Cooper one because we have this guy he's got a he's got substance problems he's got you know demons and stuff and then she is just doing great she's on the rise she's writing now she's getting famous writing songs about him cuz he has to go off to he has to he's deployed and so she makes songs about missing him and she'll like sing the songs and that gets her famous. And it's just such... I think that maybe that's the wildest thing about this movie. The idea that a pop rock singer, like somebody yeah. somebody who... not no, not Nowhere near in the same league, but like a metric kind of thing. But instead of like singing songs for the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack, she's singing about how she misses this guy who she has nothing in common with. <laughs> And has no point of reference for aside from the fact that he is brave finger quotes and also like i i the astronomical rise in her career like the the girl goes from playing like a dive bar to playing like the rose bowl in seemingly what a matter she's of she's in the Holly, the hollywood bowl okay i don't know rose the bowl is football they're both is oh it's not a place rose bowl the rose bowl is a football competition oh okay <laughs> well regardless she plays a stadium full of people and it's just like are you in what world this quickly has she risen like she's a fine singer but it just it's that it's wild it's truly wild but regardless yeah like she's on this you know meteoric rise and he's over there fighting the war and they send each other letters do they write letters or emails they i mean they're they're texting i think they like video chat yeah they're some real the real action happens on the video chats and like their video chats are so awesome that every time they're video chatting all of the other marines stop their own video chats to like participate in kathy and luke's video chats and she sings to them like the love just blossoms and like you know she's the the problem is is that she's too cool for him like she's const- way too cool for I him i was constantly i was obsessed with her rings like the fact cuz you know usually when you watch a movie like this it's like some kind of like modest woman and so the only ring on her hand would be the wedding ring but she's just got a bunch of other fucking rings and the wedding ring is somewhere in there to the point where i don't know what the wedding ring looks like because i was always no, looking at her actually. other rings like her other rings which definitely look better yeah and like she doesn't you know, go around talking about my husband this, my husband that, like, as much as they need to, to, like, get away with the crime that they're pulling off uh, or the con they're pulling off. Well, it's it's crazy because, like, the, the, the conflict, so much of it, is it ends up being, oh, no, somebody's going to find out that it's fake, and oh, no, somebody finds out that it's fake. But there's no, like, concrete evidence that it's fake aside from the fact that they say that it is because they live in the same residence and they're in contact all the time. Like what else do they expect? There's there's a moment where we see um, Luke listening to a voice memo from the drug dealer who's blackmailing him, who says like something about like, ha ha the fake marriage, hope it's going well. So like that's quote unquote evidence, I guess, but I don't know that there's any, evidence of him admitting to it like that's still just an accusation well like he tells the court and the court believe there's just no evidence to back it up even with the accusation and it's also what's also weird is that he's the one that tells the drug dealer that the marriage is fake he could have just said he could have just said i'm getting married and benefits are coming he didn't but he literally why did he tell him 
him. He literally just said, I'm I'm marrying this chick for the benefits. He could have just Good. said that he was in love. Good how Lord. the fuck how the fuck would this guy know? There's just nothing. Why did, this plot is like, I had not even thought about that. Why no, did, he tells him. Why did he tell like and no, also and also to, to to add to the whole <laughs> racial issue with this movie, the drug dealer is an Indian man. And he's the only Indian man in the movie. And I I'm sure that there are Indian American men that are drug dealers, but every single scene with him, I was just like, you wouldn't do this. Yeah. You you don't do this. That character made no sense to me. No, it doesn't. It's just like him just like menacing this white guy. Like I'm not saying that maybe, he would, like, but it's just like, menace, it, this is a white guy who is in the military right. and you're rolling up on him. I don't believe that. I don't buy it. And I don't that's buy the thing. it. He's always rolling up alone. Like, it's not like he even came with backup. And also the dude is not like a big dude. No, he's and just I like, like a regular looking guy. gun once. But also if you're in the military, you have a gun too. So like, what the fuck? I know you have to count for the discharge, but like, whatever. Like, this guy's clearly not thinking like that. So I don't know what the deal is. It didn't make any sense. I didn't buy it. Also, like, the the whole element of, like, he tells her that he owes money because he, like, got in a car crash and, like, has to pay this guy back in cash for a car or something. And it's, like, this whole convoluted story. And she's just, like, all right. And, like, doesn't really ask any questions. Which, like, I guess, respect, at least someone's minding their business for once in this movie. But, like... It's confusing. And also, the reason, like, the real impetus to them getting busted, quote-unquote, is that the drug dealer witnesses Luke meeting Cassie's mom for the first time, like, well into their marriage. And he's like, wow, that's so crazy. How could they not have met before? But it's, like, literally he was deployed, like, the day after they got married. So it's actually very plausible and makes a lot of sense. I Um, mean, yeah. And getting married right before being deployed is, like not that crazy no, of a thing for common. a military person to do even actually i said earlier i don't have any family military it's not true i have one cousin who's a marine actually and his he got married right before he deployed like i feel like that's like what they do like that's like a thing yeah they get married I because don't know. otherwise you can't like, I once, get I w- access to the person's health records and shit like if somebody yeah it makes sense yeah, I mean, I remember breaking up with a guy specifically because he was getting deployed. And I was just like, wow, this is my way out. And he was like, are you going to wait? And I was like, no. And then he said, I'm disappointed in you, which is really beautiful. I really loved it. Love being 19 and having my 27-year-old boyfriend so be like, I'm disappointed in you because you're not waiting for me <laughs> and instead you're looking for other options how dare you <laughs> so crazy 19 as a child if you're listening to this and you're 19 yep don't get married right as a little now. baby your fucking life man and um, he went to afghanistan no if you're married and life. i haven't seen him since and i'm great with that no no <laughs> no no i'm sure he's fine <laughs> he's, he's just far away from me those Amen. guys are weirdos. Yeah, I mean, I've never dated someone in the military. I have, but in my defense, I was born like half an hour from a military base, so it's kind of unavoidable. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so back to Purple Hearts, which again, I really am not over the fact that this movie is named Purple Hearts, not just because like the main he, character gets a purple he heart. He does, he gets a purple heart. I thought heart. that was like enough. Like it's not it's not that deep, but apparently it is that deep because it's actually about how we can blend the red and the blue of our politics, which <laughs> I don't even know where we are in the plot. Is there a plot? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. I think that we did not, what we did not get to is that, so they get married, he gets deployed. And then first of all, this movie is like over two hours long. So we're, we're only about halfway in, not even, I don't think we're even at halfway when he gets deployed and like her career's taking off. But what really happens, like the like twist is that then his um troop what do you what do you call a group of marines i don't know whatever his, his little group of buddies and him <laughs> are on a mission and they <laughs> step onto some ieds and it's really hard for me not to say iud every time i say that <laughs> um they step onto some ieds and first of all the original uh proposed husband passes away which is a great tragedy. Her friend, her friend, her, fr- her friend Frankie passes away, and and Luke gets his legs not like he like something he gets, like, happens to he gets, his like, legs. Blown up. 
Yeah, but then he, but then later he learns how to walk again. He has he's, a miraculous recovery. I mean, he's in like a wheelchair for a lot of it. And it's like but his dad and his brother long. carrying the wheelchair. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't understand the sense of time in this movie. I don't know. It, it's not super clear, but it seems like I don't know. I feel like if your legs like come you, that you have to get your bones like put totally back together like it seems crazy that you would be like running a marathon I mean I don't know some people heal really well maybe I don't know anything about my medical knowledge is mostly from Grey's Anatomy so uh yeah <laughs> but regardless he's like so he's going through this strife of recovering from his injury and having the you know pride to like let people help him that's a big I would say the whole, like, what, second act of, or third act of this movie is about him, like, needing to learn that it's okay to, like, let people help you. And she has to teach him this while also learning it herself. I love that what he what he doesn't learn is, like, how to be, how to be like, nicer to women or, no. like, read, like, just, like, maybe, like, one essay by Bell Hooks, like, nothing... He never giving them too much He credit. never has like a tender moment like with her mom or anything. Like he never really does any I mean I it's particularly it's, with the whole plot earlier or the like comment earlier about her mom and like the illegal immigrant stuff, you would think that they would like try to wrap that up with a little bow and have them at least have like a nice moment. I mean, I guess the moment they meet is supposed to do that for us. Just like and I and I just remember the ending of this movie, which is that he decides that instead of like running away from the charges or whatever, he or just defending himself or defending himself. No, he doesn't even deny, try. Bitch, they don't have any evidence. On uh, you. Like on whether the marriage is fake or whatever. He decides to like do the jail time, the, do the, the quote unquote right thing, the military jail time. And she's still with him. And she just like waits for him to come back. And then they, they just baby. like start their life together. And meanwhile, she's playing the Hollywood Bowl and yet still doesn't seem to have enough clout to do anything for him. It's for just like so, any money. It's so weird because she should be like a celebrity by the end of it. But nobody treats her like a celebrity. But then she's constantly getting on these giant stages. Right. She's playing these enormous shows and yet has no like social media presence or activity or like fan following as far as we can tell like i mean like there, there should have been a part no of this movie lifestyle there should be a part of this movie where somebody like uncovers her husband's tweets and yes. they're like shitty and then she has to like log on and be like, or just, like his his heart has changed uh, his arm <laughs> like, well, and that's the other thing he never like renounces the war or like even his he's friend, still a republican at the end of this movie there's like one shot where like as his little group is walking through a village he like kicks a soccer ball with an Iraqi child and you're like, oh, wow, so tender and warm while he's carrying a fucking machine gun and, like, actively about to shoot someone. Um, but, like, no, we don't come... Like, that's that's the extent of, like, we are here to help people as much as hunt them down. Well, like, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, like, YA gets a really bad rap for the most recent, I would think, like, the the last, like, maybe, like, 15 years of what's been popular. But YA used to go really hard, and, like, especially in just, like, those standalone books, and it used to get really into stuff. But this version of YA that we have here, and that's essentially what this movie is, absolutely. is is this kind of, like, childlike YA where everything can be solved with a hug and, like, a little kindness and stuff. Yeah. And it really gives YA a bad name because some of that shit went really hard, I remember. Shout out to Sarah Dessen. Like, but this shit is just, it's... It's hollow. It, it's, yeah, there's just no, like, it's... It, it presents differences. It doesn't really resolve the differences. It gives us a lot of musical performances. So many. That I are would say really not interesting. We watch at least six or seven musical performances. Like we see, we hear the whole song at least twice on three separate occasions. And like, 
this is no that thing you do. Like, this is not a song that I'm, like, psyched about hearing over and over again. And then I keep being like, wow, it's so cool. Like, no, it's not happening. This is, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, this is a very, like, trad movie. It's like, what if, you know, what would make our boys feel better if all of us, like, if all of the hot leftist girls were, like, Hey, what if what if, if we come in here and like uh, you know teach you how to feel and, and it's also relax? We haven't touched at all on the like porn inspiration porn that's happening, but like it's there's a lot of that too. The like what? Oh, he's in a wheelchair, but like he's recovering. Like he can run again. He's gonna be doing all these things. Like it's it. I don't know. Okay. I say the like disability aspect of it where like he's in a wheelchair briefly and it's very much like seen as like something that he can and should resolve like as soon as possible and like look at how triumphantly he can like do his physical therapy and like if he can do it anyone can. Like that was the vibe I got from it, which is, you know, not ideal. But yeah. also it's like you're saying I got to meet it half like that's what these the Netflix viewer wants to see. Like it's, you know, yeah, no, it's it, it it's crazy. Like trying to even really land somewhere with this movie is hard because usually, and I can't even think of like what would be a good version of this. There, I don't know if there is one. I'm curious if like there was a version of this where like it, the second half of the movie was like Cherry, like, it, and he just came back from the war like traumatized and like doing some crazy shit and like you know I it think became the about the him facing his demons and them confronting the differences in their relationship rather than just like being like let's agree to disagree I think that the only way that this could work is if it was made in like pre haze code times <laughs> because like if you could imagine and like, all their correspondences via letter, actually, I could really see that. Where it's just like, I don't know, like a young a young military man. Uh, I don't know, maybe like a Gar- maybe a younger Gary Cooper. And like he's, he's rigid and he's hard to get to and he's like opaque. And then there's just this like, you know, vivacious woman, mm-hmm. this, this starlet, which now I'm just, I'm just describing the movie Ball of Fire, which I watched recently. <laughs> um, yeah, it did Barbara Stanwyck. Like, it, you know, just like. Is she in that movie? Yeah. Oh my God, wow. Maybe I was also thinking about that movie. It's just. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, ah, oh, she's coming in. She's, she's changing his world. She's softening him a little bit. But the thing about it is, is that like, he doesn't change. He doesn't change, but she does. And that's yeah. kind of the problem right in this movie like the only change he goes through is like that he gets wounded in a war and then has to recover from it like and like comes around i guess on he doesn't know he i was gonna say he comes around the stance of like doing the fraud being justified because like who fucking cares but he doesn't come around on that stance he's like i must go to jail no yeah he still thinks he still thinks that it's bad like she makes bad and that's presented as like noble when in reality like crime is cool and he is a huge narc like i said before he's just a sucker and a sap and i don't understand why she would like fall for him let alone wait for him i mean i do understand like i get but like yeah it would be a lot more convincing there's this idea of women in in stories like this when you have a hard man you have a soft woman and the soft woman her role is to be you know just better turning the other cheek enduring a lot it's supposed to it's it's supposed to show like the ways that you become a better woman when you fall in love. And that's kind of like a lie that a lot of us are told, especially Christian women. And I mean, like I stayed in relationships for long periods of time because I thought that my patience was going to make them a better person. And that's mm. not actually true. That doesn't actually happen. And yeah. in real life, this marriage would probably be really depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate to at least that last bit because it's like my, that was why I stayed in my first like 
high school, or it wasn't my first high school relationship, my first abusive relationship, because it's like, right, you think you can help this person change, but, like, I think you're right that, like, this movie would work in a pre-code era, because, like, uh, I don't know if optimism is the right word, delusion at this point feels, like, equally accurate. Of, like, <laughs> it was optimism. Uh, like, like, it's that, delusion to us now. Right, that, like, people can... The, the whole, like you said, like the reach across the aisle element of it and that like these people would reconcile their differences and that she would want to be with him. And again, it does like a big part of the reason this doesn't work for me is that, like you said, like she should be famous according to the plot. Like she's playing the fucking Hollywood ball. Like she's playing to like what appear to be like hundreds of thousands of people, at least tens of thousands of people. Like she's definitely at least doing like spawn con on Instagram. And yet like that's not reflected in her life at all. Like there's no upgrade in her life. And so we don't see that. And like, it just kind of undercuts any sense of like her character arc because like her dream is accomplished, but like, what does that actually do for her life? Aside from her being like, my dreams accomplished. Well, well just like in, just like in the, the Bradley Cooper star is born, this man mostly is just a distraction to her success. Yeah. Like, he just gets in the way. He doesn't add anything to her life except that she can afford her insulin now. Like, that's right. the only thing that he provides for and her. And it's not even like in A Star is Born where, like, she, if he had been, like, needing to, like, take money from her musical success to pay off his drug dealer, like, that would add also a level of something happening, but that wasn't happening. He was just somehow using his military money and then... Uh, when he gets wounded, I guess he gets a bunch more money, so he pays the drug dealer off with that, but it, like, turns into a whole thing because he has to be a dick about it. Um, well, yeah. now we're just writing better movies. Yeah, that's true. Where this movie lands ultimately is just, like, I mean, when he went to jail, I was just like, what? He went, he, he's just, he's just sending himself to jail. There's well, no it's kinda, defense mounted. Well, it's kind of like the whole thing where like his dad hates him because he's on, he was on drugs and then he joins the military and then doesn't tell his dad. And you get right. the feeling that he wasn't planning on telling his dad until he like won an award, which he, he does. He wins, point. he wins, a, he wins a purple heart. And that's, that's around the same time that his dad finds out because his dad finds out after after he gets injured. So it's just like, there's so much skipped beats. It's such a long movie, but we don't really get into much of it. This, this young man has not proven himself to me. The young no. lady though, who plays Cassie, really liked her. Yeah, she was great. She, she like, really she liked really her. reminds me of Demi Lovato. She was a cute In like yeah. performance and an act. Like, and I mean that as a compliment. Like I think Demi Lovato's talented. Like they have a oh yeah no I love Demi Lovato. presence. Like they're, they can carry a show really well. And like Thea Carson, like, yeah, she definitely has charisma and like, it really is thrown into sharp contrast because like, she's really the only one in the movie who's shining like that. Like, and it, it you get the feeling that like, that's, sort of the point like that's what makes I mean this is supposed work, to be a showcase for her but yeah. unfortunately he just he kind of balance it it honestly would have been better if she had ended up marrying like chosen Jacobs like right they, chosen Jacobs was definitely the brighter, he had more they had, had so much more chemistry charisma. yeah and they seem like you know they and like there I would a, believe them as a couple that's what I was about to say there was something between them that you're like yes I would buy that for sure like these two like I totally buy it when they hate each other. And if they were hate fucking the whole time, like I would buy that. But the fact that they're supposed to like actually fall in love, like it just doesn't really work for me. No, like, it doesn't. And he's also not attractive enough not to like be a, able to pull this, who's, to pull who, this kind of character off. No. Who's the kid from like, we need like the guy from Friday night lights, Tim, the kid who played Tim Riggins. Like you need Taylor Kitsch. Taylor yeah, Kitsch. yeah. 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 Him. Taylor Kitsch could have done this. Taylor and I would Kitsch. be like, yes, yeah. I would follow. He could have done wait this. for him. Channing while he's in Tatum could have done this. A young Channing Tatum would have killed this. Yeah. Like, I think Adam Driver could be an interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, Adam Driver actually was a Marine. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like he, I just like finished rewatching girls and like, I, I feel like he could have really done that. Like, yeah, even like I, Dylan O'Brien could have been a more interesting. Oh yeah, Dylan like, O'Brien could have killed it. Yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of a casting issue, and yeah. it's a thing where, and I notice this a lot, where we have 
where we are right now in film. We have all of these talented actresses. I'm really stuck but we, on, like... But we don't have any... We're not giving them anything. Right. That's why I was to say. I'm really stuck on now that you said that. Like, Chosen would have been such a much better choice for the lead. Like, they really had... But he's not white. And I think that white. that's it. Like, I, sure. she's supposed to be Latina. But it's almost just like they can't have... A Latina woman and a black man, there has to be a white guy. I really just genuinely think that they oh, just yeah. needed a white and guy. It's, it's funny because it's like you say that and it's like my first instinct was like, but like having a black lady would be like more diverse casting. That would be better. But like you're saying, I'm, I'm thinking too highbrow. Like this is that. You're thinking, yeah, the, yeah. Netflix is never going to give I mean, me any money for a project. That's okay. I don't want their money. Anyway, but like, I think that I think that the essential issue, though, like is that is that Sophia Carson is super talented. This was clearly supposed to be a highlight for her, but there's just not any material for these for these talented young women anymore, and they also keep on being put with these new dudes who are, like, interchangeable white guys with not as much charisma. And then when we have the really compelling actors, you know, like Chosen Jacobs, he gets off. a smaller role. And, I mean... He gets the worst role in the It movie too. <laughs> I mean, it's does he the, die in that movie it's, too? It's the worst role for really anyone. No, it's it's not about that. I've seen it. I just don't remember. He doesn't die because he's in the second one. I didn't see the second one. Yeah, the whole point. I is didn't get the hype. To the be whole honest. point is that he's the one that calls them back to Derry. Oh God, he's the one that stays in town. Which I at first I was really <laughs> the only. Like, what about the original It movie made for TV movie with John Ritter? You never saw that? No. Okay, wow. <laughs> I told you, like, I don't know about things. I thought Stephen King was black until, like, six years ago. You thought that who was black? Stephen King. Oh, right. You did say that. <laughs> like, I don't have an explanation oh for my these God. things. Okay, so if I were to suggest what you should watch instead, you should definitely watch Howard Hawk. Ball of Fire, which yes. has Barbara Stanwyck and Gary Cooper. And basically, yes. you could watch anything with Rita Hayworth because essentially, like, Sophia Carson's role in this is a Rita Hayworth role mm. um, where she's just like, you know, she's hot, she's opinionated, she can perform, and there's just like, just like, and there are just these guys who are just like giving her trouble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and, Howard, Howard Hughes or Howard Hawks? I always get them confused. I said, I said Howard Hawks. Howard, Howard Hawks, Hawks yeah. directed Howard that Hawks movie. But I'm not directed. talking about that movie anymore. I'm talking about Rita Hayworth. I'm oh, not talking okay. about a specific movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rita Hayworth's great. I was just going to say, speaking of Howard Hawks, I also really love It Happened One Night, which is probably more seen. But if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, it doesn't really relate to the dynamic that I'm talking about No, here. it's just the same director. But I just, like, I, I in general, just kind of want these younger audiences to consider that instead of watching stuff like Purple Hearts, you could instead watch something really old. It will also be, it'll be just as chase. So just watch Ball of Fire. <laughs> From 1941, Howard Hawks. Our theme song is done by Clutch Douglas. You can follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all of those things. Please leave us a review. Five stars, please, or four... Five stars? I think that's how many stars. As many stars as possible. Follow us on Twitter at Bad Romance Pod, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm Jordan Searles. I'm Caroline Conrad. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck.